Philly, you are so wonderful and interesting. You deserve a local news podcast all your own. Check out the John Cast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. We've done a lot of podcasts about the changing world of work in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, what it looks like, what is expected of workers, what's expected of employers. But we wanted to focus specifically for this podcast on those people entering the job market for the first time. What does the landscape look like for them? It's a fascinating topic. And for this discussion, we caught up with Jennifer Rossi Long. She is Senior Director of Westchester University's Twardowski Career Development Center. So to start, as we're talking here about a week ago, you had had a big event with a bunch of employers came to campus and prospective employees, students at Westchester, uh, you know, were interviewed, had discussions. Uh, how did it go? Did you get the type of turnout and response you were looking for? Well, you know, Matt, I don't I don't know what we were looking for. We really we, we really didn't have set expectations for this because we were relearning. This is this is a relearning process. This is the first large scale event that we've brought back in person in two years now. Um, so we were just hoping that we were able to do it safely, have it go off without a hitch. And I'm, I'm happy to report that that happened. Um, but there were a few changes that that had to be made to it. So even though it came back to being in person, it's not necessarily what it was two years ago. So this year, we actually broke out a smaller fair for public service and nonprofit. So we had a public service and nonprofit career fair about a week or so before the general fair. Then we had our job and internship fair in person. And then the day after that, we had a virtual job and internship fair. So we spread it out over a series of events, um, one, so that we could keep numbers reasonable at, at each of the in-person events and build in some things, um, to, you know, for like safety purposes. Um, but we also really liked the idea of not completely abandoning the virtual component of it. A lot of employers and students were looking for this event to come back in person. We were being asked about that, but overwhelmingly, even though we were hearing that, we really wanted to focus on making this a hybrid experience because we realized there are still employers or students that might have been hesitant to come to a large-scale event in person, given where we are in the pandemic. Uh, We also know that there are students that thrived better in a virtual environment and felt more confident in their ability to you know, interact with employers virtually rather than being in person. And so we wanted to make sure that there were just multiple ways that someone could could engage. And um, while our numbers certainly aren't back to what they were pre-pandemic, we did make gains over our virtual events. So we are happy to see that recovery. So we've had discussions in the past about the, the great resignation or the great adjustment of the workforce in the midst of the pandemic. And we've talked about working conditions and stuff like that. I would like to focus this conversation kind of laser focused on like that group that this of students that were at that job fair, that group that's just getting ready to enter the workforce seriously uh, for the first time. How much painting in broad strokes has the world changed for an entry level group of of people than say two three years ago as a result of the pandemic is it do you find that there are more opportunities less opportunities are they different opportunities what are you saying 
I think all of the above, um, quite honestly. I mean, I think, um, you know, so in, uh, so this year, the, the class of 22, um, employers are projected to hire about 26% more than they did over the class of 21. So that certainly suggests that that's a significant jump. Um, usually year to year, it goes a couple, a few percentage points, but that that's a really significant jump, um, which I think is positive. So between 2021 and 2020, in 2020, um, in hiring had pretty much flatlined. 2021, it dropped like 0.1%. So pretty much it was maintained. And so in terms of the number of opportunities, you know, the class of 2020 got fewer jobs than any other class since 2014. So it had been quite a few years since we had seen that drop. So I think it's rebounding really nicely for those entry-level roles and even for internships as well. And in terms of the types of opportunities that are available, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same jobs out there, but I think it's the way in which the work's being performed. And I think it's the, I guess, control that an entry-level person might have over where they're doing their work, when they're doing it, and how they're doing it that they just may not have had before. Because I think employers are overwhelmingly listening to what their employees need for both retention purposes, but also for recruiting and talent attraction. So if you're recruiting for a role where a student could go to any other company and they could do it remotely um, and they would have that flexibility, but you're telling the person they have to be in the office five days a week, you're going to lose out on a lot of talent. So I really think that that's a benefit to students entering the market that might feel like, well, I'm, you know, this is just my first job, but, you know, I don't know what to expect. They have a lot of power in this. To that point, you know, we've heard so much about the worker shortage, and I know a lot of that you're talking your retail and, and, and such like that. But is there the sense that employers are really looking hard and they've got numbers that maybe had been easy to fill in the past, but it is a struggle? And I know we're painting with a broad brush here over many occupations and many fields. But do you sense that, that there is, I don't want to say panic, but a, an intensity to employers and their search and wanting to fill jobs? Yeah, I really think that there is. And and I'm just drawing upon um, like the engagement numbers that we're seeing in terms of recruiting on campus and, um, you know, the time that employers are willing to invest that maybe in the past they, they weren't or perhaps they were a brand name. So they felt like they, you know, they didn't have to invest as much time telling the students who, who they were and what they had to offer. They're now investing that time because it's not just about I know who XYZ company is and I want to go work for them. It's about what is XYZ company offering? Is the company culture a healthy one? Am I going to be compensated fairly? And, you know, again, if any of those answers are no, then that employer is not going to get that talent. You know, you talked about working conditions, stuff like that, and online doing the job virtually strictly from a compensation standpoint. Is there a feel that the, the, floor has risen from a compensation standpoint? I, definitely in terms of internships, but I would also say in starting salary. So we're not just looking at like for hourly wage types of positions, um, which which we've talked about before. So we're not just looking at those, but again, that's a, that's going to be a competitive, a competitive advantage for an employer to be able to compensate at a certain level. Um, and, and in some cases, uh, I know I was just talking to a colleague that's in another state that works in a career center, t- 
talking about just this wage war that's building and building between these three very large corporations that happen to be in their backyard um, and how that's really driven up the, the compensation. But what a great thing for a student to have access to, you know, like imagine them actually being able to to pay rent and get groceries and and be able to maintain living um, and not feel like they have to scrape by just because it's their first job out of college. So I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Are there certain skills that maybe there are more focus on now that maybe were in the background, say two, three years ago, that all of a sudden and conversely, maybe things that were really important have kind of moved down the depth chart, kind of given the changes to working at home and stuff like that? Yeah, well, I think that one of the things that has remained pretty steady over several years is the focus on what might be referred to as soft skills. I don't particularly love that. I'll I'll call them people skills. Um, I think that's becoming even more important now, especially when you look at it through the lens of what are the skills that are innate to us being human that can't be replicated by a machine, by, by AI, artificial intelligence. But specifically, when I think about those people skills, um, I, you know, good communication skills, that sounds like, oh, yeah, you've always needed to be a good communicator. But when you think about it through the lens of the fact that we're communicating now more than ever across multiple modes of communication. So you need to be able to be effective in Zoom meetings or whatever, you know, your virtual meetings, an in-person meeting, a virtual one-on-one with a client or a supervisor, an in-person one-on-one. How do I write a chat in Teams to a team member, right? How do I communicate that way? How am I communicating via email, via phone? In some companies, they might be texting, right? Like there's so many modes of communication and they're all nuanced. And so being able to, you know, kind of navigate those those nuances and be effective in all of those spaces, communication is just so important there. And I think the other one, um, and again, it's not going to sound like anything new, but good problem solvers and critical thinkers. And again, especially in this moment where just the nature of the work is changing so rapidly. And I think that everything feels like sort of an experiment or, or a puzzle. Like I said, with the, the career fair, we, we almost didn't have any expectations. It was an experiment. We, even though we had done it before, it felt like we were trying it for the first time again, and it had to look different. And we had to think really critically about that. I think that companies need a lot of that because even as folks maybe transition back into the office a little bit more or settle into this new normal of being more hybrid or remote or whatever the case might be, it's not like that just happens and it's done and it's all good and it's a clean cut. Um, There are so many things cropping up every day that need to be reconsidered. So the communication, critical thinking, problem solving are so, so important. Have you noticed, are there any certain fields or, uh, job lanes that have been particularly aggressive in their recruiting? Like, are there certain places where you can tell there is a real, real need for entry-level people getting into the field? Yeah. So just speaking to our our last um, career fair and what I saw, I will say that there were a lot of I guess I would put it under the umbrella of education. There there were summer camps that were there. Um, we saw more school districts that were coming out that typically wouldn't have come to just a general career fair, they would look to target more of like an education specific fair. Um, But I've seen a lot more, particularly um, not necessarily um, some of the the public schools, maybe in in areas that, you know, are not close to a city and, you know, particularly like the charter schools and private schools. Um, 
and like community uh, programs, summer camps, those types um, have really been clamoring for talent. And it's fascinating to kind of see these puzzle pieces of different things I've talked to with different people kind of come together because there's been so much discussion of people leaving teaching because of the the working conditions and just burnout and stuff like that. So then you kind of hear it here on the other end that, yeah, that's happening. And maybe you're seeing different uh, ways to try to fill those gaps uh, or casting a wider net than before. So it's, it, it, it is kind of fascinating to kind of see this all piecing together. Yeah. And I think, I think even not just with, you know, uh, trying to like cast that, that wider net, but also, um, I'm thinking about two, two separate conversations I had with employers in the education space around just being a little more forgiving about things that maybe they were less forgiving about before. So for example, when they see the resume of a senior and there's no, now if you're, if you're an education major, you came through your field placement, your student teaching, all of that. But let's say you were not an education major looking at some of the private schools or charter schools where you could make that jump, seeing that there are not internships or other experiences that you might've expected before to see, because some of those opportunities just weren't available over the course of the pandemic or a student perhaps didn't feel safe if the nature of the work was, was largely in person. And I was really happy to hear that employers got that and were understanding of that and didn't look at it as a, well, the student, the student was lazier. Why didn't they have an internship? They were like, yeah, we get it. You know, we know exactly what happened. Um, you know, in an interview, I'm going to try to talk to them about what were some of the other things that, that you were involved in on campus or like looking at some of the other things that, that were done and not just focusing so much on that. Well, why don't you have this experience? And it's interesting. We've talked about, uh, you know, having more opportunities, having more flexibility, uh, more compensation. How big a moment is this? Because in a lot of situations, you could see these doors being open, but for a limited time until we get back to some semblance of, of normal. And maybe then the compensation comes down for you know, two, three years for entry level. But it, this is a generation that is very comfortable sharing things that maybe previous generations were more akin to keep uh, keep private. We could kind of really be seeing uh, new beachhead set, new, new, you know, new baselines for things because everybody's going to have a, a feel that, oh, yeah, this is opportunity and and they pay this and don't settle for less than this. Or guess what? When I did that job, I was able to work from home two days a week. Uh, this this could be really big, no? No, I, I definitely agree with that. And I'm even thinking about some of the tools that we have on campus that, it, well, not just on our campus, but that enables that. So for example, um, we utilize Handshake, which is an online job and internship. It's an online job board, right? Um, but what's unique about it is that, you know, previous job boards, you know, if, if an employer wanted to post to three different schools, they had to create a separate account at each school, right? Like they had to have it all separate. With Handshake, the employer has one Handshake account and the student has their Handshake account and they're all connected to Westchester, right? If they're posting to us or if they're a student that's affiliated with us. On that platform, students can review employers that they've worked for or they can ask um, questions out to the Handshake network about an experience with an employer or what was the interview process like. And any student on the Handshake network can answer that, not just at Westchester University, but nationwide. 
and the overwhelming majority of colleges and universities are on that network. So in addition to some of the external places where they might be able to ask for that, like out on LinkedIn, if they put it in a group or like Glassdoor, like, right, like some of these sites that have that information, they can go truly peer to peer within this platform um, and better understand what the experience was like and, and whether or not it's something that's going to be a good fit for them. And I think that is super powerful um, because there's an accountability piece there, right? Ma- making sure that the experience is a good experience. Now that could also work a little bit counter to what the employer is hoping for. Like if there's a student that had a bad experience because they were not performing on the internship or the job, right? You're only hearing the one side of it, but in the very least, I think because they're able to have these conversations with one another and because they're communicating and they're more comfortable with it, um, I think it, it, it really points to the accountability and I don't think that's a bad thing. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.